0: Welcome to Beyond the Moment, where we focus on the moments that matter. Hey friends, Amanda here, hopping on really quickly to tell you all about today's episode of Beyond the Moment. We are tackling a topic today that I think a lot of us would say we struggle with, rest. Let me ask you, when is the last time you truly felt rested? I think a lot of us would probably say that we struggle with making time to rest. And so we're gonna dive head first into this topic today, looking at what scripture says about rest, looking at some different forms of rest, and looking at how to practically incorporate rest into our already busy lives. We're so glad you're here today, and we hope that this conversation is an encouragement and a little bit of a challenge for you to start to see rest in a completely different way. We're so glad you're here, friends, and welcome to Beyond the Moment.
1: All right. Hi,
0: friends. I'm Rebecca Lindhout. And I'm Amanda Martinson. And welcome to another episode of Beyond the Moment. And do you feel rested?
1: Am I a mom? <laughs> I mean, it's just... Let's just talk strictly from a mom point of view. I am I not rested. I thought that might be a loaded question to ask. Yeah. I mean, have you ever, have you ever told your kids, I'm going to change my name so you yeah. can't call it?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes, I have. Well, I, I'm so glad that we are talking about this today. We are talking about rest and the importance of rest and that we are worthy of rest Um, because I think so many of us struggle with this I greatly struggle with rest do you struggle with feeling like you ever have time to rest or making time to rest oh
1: yeah definitely I think that I feel I feel guilty to rest I I was Mm -hmm. raised by a mom who if you were sitting on the couch and she walked by she would find you something to do so um yeah, that that's that's land of the Betsy, and Gavin grew up the same way. So I was when we were in South Africa visiting. Um, it was many years back. I was going to make supper, and so I told his younger brother, "Remind your mom that I'm making supper tonight, and for her not to make anything, she is not supposed to do anything tonight." She said, and he said, "Rebecca, you tell my mom she doesn't have to make supper. She's going to go dig a hole. Like, She's going to find something to do. Yeah. My mom's not going to rest." Yes, I, but
0: I think that's so telling of our mindset though. Like, that's why I'm so glad that we are talking about this and, and looking at this because, I mean, we, it's just so, it's just so important. We, a lot of us don't know how to rest and it, you know, it's so, um, it's so interesting to me that when you look at like research for rest and studies for rest, there are studies that show that one third of the population feels worn out because of their overbooked lives. And I think this is super interesting. 97% of us state, like if you asked, like if you asked people, 97% of them are going to say they feel tired most of the time.
1: Well, I think, and I think that people have decided that tired is the new norm, Mm -hmm. you know, because why else would Starbucks flourish, you know, because Mm -hmm. everybody needs that caffeine. Everybody is feeling is burning the candle at both ends and whether that's for the good or the bad, I guess, you know, there's lots of ways you can burn the candle at both ends, but I, I do think that it is, it has become a societal norm. Yeah. Oh yeah. To be, to be
0: weary. Yeah. I think you're right. And, and that's it. I, I think like we, we know that we're tired, right. And like, we, we know we, we feel worn out a lot of times. And I think we really do want, and a lot of times I, I think we even crave that time to rest. But I don't think a lot of times we really know how to rest. And I think that's the thing. It's like, we we know in our minds, rest is important. We know it's, it's really, I mean, we can't really function well. And I think we're, you know, in our own lives, we've seen that we can't function well when we are not rested. And yet the other side of that coin is, but how do we rest, right? Like, what does that look like for each of us? And, you know, what does that journey of rest look like? And
1: I it's think it's so first, different the first thing is just the giving permission to rest, you know, Mm -hmm. like when I'm, when I'm at home on, on (laughs) Friday and Gavin and the girls are at school, I'm, I'm, I'm working like, like as hard as I can burning, burning that candle, you know, trying to get the house cleaned up, trying to get everything done. And Gavin is doing the same thing when he's home alone. So, but then when one of us comes back home, if the house isn't absolutely pristine and things aren't, all Mm -hmm. done on our list we're apologizing to each other I'm sorry that I I just had to do this and I had to do this and I had to do this instead of just saying you know what would be the dream like I'm sorry I was taking a nap (laughs) yes yeah I do I, I think that I think that's what so many of us struggle with and I think you hit
0: the nail on the head earlier when it's that 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 idea of like well we feel we feel guilty for resting or we feel like there are so many other things that that we need to be doing because as we know, there always is something for us to do. Right. I mean, but it is, I mean, that's it. It, It's that, that feeling of of guilt of, or like you said, you have your list and you didn't make it through the list, you know, and it's like, and so then that makes us a failure because we didn't make it through our to-do list. And I think that's why it's, I think it's so important. I'm so glad we're having this conversation today. And so what you and I had talked about doing is because this is really a topic that both of us have long struggled with and and you know, we're working through in our own lives and what that looks like, we decided that we would have just a really open conversation about rest um, and just an encouraging conversation, I hope for anybody listening that is struggling with that. Um, but looking at some different forms of rest, because my thing is always, I wanna give people very practical you know advice and um, and share some things that have even worked for me. And, and you'll share some things that have worked for you in terms of this. Um, but what does rest look like in each of our lives? And so I think it's important to know going into this rest is going to look differently for every one of us, right? So what, what works for me in terms of rest isn't necessarily, you know, it might not be the same thing that's going to work for you. Um, But I think in having this conversation, I think it, my, my hope really is that it's really a jumping off point for people to realize number 1 how important it is and then number 2 practically how do you make time for it when your plate is already full and overbooked and you know mm-hmm. you've got roles and responsibilities i mean you think about how many you know, hats we all wear. You know, like we're we're moms, we're we're uh, you know we're aunts, we're friends, we're employees, we're caregivers, we're, we're taxi drivers, cleaners. yeah, <laughs> exactly, house cleaners, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we we spend so much time in our lives trying to juggle everything. You know, I mean, we always have um, you know balls in the air and trying to juggle you know what what's coming next. And so, I think what happens a lot of times is we're pouring ourselves out continually. And then we, in return, aren't filling, you know, any, we're not filling our cups back up. And so we're pouring out of a place where we're worn out and we're depleted and we're burned out. And that can be a really dangerous place to be in, you know? Well, think about it too.
1: This was something that really hit me hard as I was, I was thinking about this topic was, you know, so often um, we do and do and do and give and give and give and go and go and go and 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 for you and I um, and and many of the other ladies out there um, can relate. If 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 you don't, then put on your mom hat, your imaginary mom hat for a minute. But so often we say that what we're doing, we're doing for our kids or we're mm-hmm. doing for our families. But then it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like I am modeling mm-hmm. restlessness mm-hmm. for my children. Yes. I am not modeling what what good rest means. What what being still in the presence is Mm -hmm. and if they don't if children don't know if they're not taught Mm -hmm. and I remember that my granddad we used to drive us crazy we would come home to his house after school and that's not what drove us crazy we absolutely adored my grandparents (laughs) (laughs) but if it was ever raining or a thunderstorm he would make us sit in absolute silence and so one day one of us finally asked, you know, cause sometimes you just do cause grandpa tells you to do, but, um, we asked him, why, why are we, how do we have to be quiet? Why can't we turn on the television? And he said, um, we need to be, we need to be quiet in the presence of a mighty God. Mm. So for him, that's that, that thunderstorm was a way to be in the awe of God and to recognize um, that you are God and I am not. Yeah. Um, without him saying that, you know, it was just, you need to be quiet in the presence of Almighty God. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that even though our, our grandparents worked hard, they also Sunday was, was strictly observed, you know, the Sabbath was strictly observed, mm-hmm. And, um, that's one thing that we don't give ourselves. I think a lot is a Sabbath. Yeah. And, and, and so that's one of the things that we need to take back as, as women of God, as teachers, as mothers, mm-hmm. as aunts and uncles is even uh, resting on the Sabbath. I used to think my, my granddaddy say I had a granddad and a granddaddy and, um, I used to think my granddaddy was so rude because we would all be over to his house on Sunday, like everybody, full family, you know, like there'd be 20 of us there and he would just go sleep for an hour or two, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he gave himself permission to rest Yep, um, because he knew what his, his week held and mm-hmm. he knew what uh, the challenges were. And I, and I think that that is something that we have got to really, to, to, to take back. We have to yeah, yeah. reclaim the
0: Sabbath for yeah, sure. Yeah. I love that. And I think that is not something I have always done. It's like one of those things where I think you, you know, it's there, right? That principle is there is honoring the Sabbath. Like you're saying, uh, you know, honoring that time to rest. And we're going to look at that. We're going to look at that from a biblical standpoint here in a minute, but it makes me think back to so many of the, the years really where that that part was not a part of my life. And I knew that rest was important to me. Um, but I just, I, I didn't know how to do it you know I mean I, I like I'm, for me uh, a lot of my journey with rest <laughs> that that's what we want to call it or realization maybe more so is the right the right terminology of why rest was so important it didn't happen until I started having panic attacks and and strong anxiety attacks and and quite quite truthfully the way I make, the way I I I felt was that God had broken my body. (laughs) That's the way it felt to me at the time. And so that, that started a couple of years ago when I was really just walking through such a hard, hard season of that. And just, I mean, became really like the shell of the person really that I am. I mean, I was, I was terrified to go out in public because I was, you know, having these really intense panic attacks. I couldn't figure out what was triggering them. It was just, you know, it was just, it was just a cycle of really, um, not understanding what was happening to me and that what was happening was my body was crying out for rest and, and not just physical rest, but like true soul, mind, body rest, because I was in such a a place of restlessness and I mean, so that really was it. I mean, I, I thought, well, you know, I'm sure we've all done this. I think, well, if I can just uh, sleep in on a Saturday morning, you know, I'll catch up and this will go away and I won't feel so anxious all the time. And that's, that's resting, but it didn't matter how much I tried to do that or catch up on sleep or, you know, or, um, you know, have some time, some downtime to myself. It, it didn't, it didn't help because I still wasn't at that place where I truly understood what it meant, what it meant to rest you know I was doing it to get to the next thing you know I thought well yeah. I'll you know I'll have a little a quick cat nap in here so I can go and do X, Y, Z. I got to do on my
1: to-do list but I could you know up with this breakneck schedule uh, yes we'll we'll do it all yes I, I think that that is totally what we we all do and I and I love this the the term well let me first say I think some people are going to say what does this have to do with missions And the truth is, is if you are not at your best mentally and physically, uh, you can't minister to others and you can't be the servant of God that you need to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is a martyr complex with time that is uh, well-developed within churches. Mm -hmm. And the truth is what we really need to learn to do is to tend our souls. And so I love that term, soul tending. That's what we need. What we... I think our, our focus is today is mm-hmm. it's that taking that time to break down, not just physical rest, the ceasing of movement, but how do we tend to our souls in those moments? Yep. And and that that is what it was for me. I got to a place of such
0: extreme burnout. I was so depleted, I, you know, just everything. And it wasn't, it wasn't even just from a ministry standpoint or a mission standpoint, like what you're saying, it, it was everything. I mean, it was, It was such a hard time and it's still, and it still is a a struggle, but I think, I think what I needed to learn how to do, and it's exactly what you're saying is I I needed to learn to serve from a place of, of rest and not from a place of being worn out. And so, you know, I really had to search out what is healing from all of this look like for me in this season and full disclosure, like I, I see a wonderful counselor who has helped me so much in this area. Um, so, you know, that, that in addition to really learning what it means to really truly rest in God and, and not have my mind overtaken with these, these anxious thoughts all the time. And just this constant fear of, well, when is the next attack coming? You know, so, and I think a lot of us serve, From places like that or we're and and like we're saying it's not even serving from a ministry standpoint it's our families it's our in our jobs I mean it's it's all of these different roles that we play Um, and just I think when we when we do that we really in a lot of ways lose our sense of joy in a lot of it you know I mean I know I did I it was so hard for me to even find joy in the in the small things when you're so worn out and so emotionally distressed mentally worn out know all the things so I I love that I love that terminology too that soul tending well I thought what we would do too as we get into this is I first want to want to start by saying let's maybe look at what rest is not because I think a lot of times it's easier for us to start with what is rest actually not before we get into some of these really practical things because this is really for the longest time what I thought rest was like I've
1: been doing it wrong so you tell me (laughs)
0: I'm sure you have not, but like when we're talking rest, I'm talking real true soul rest, right? That is not just lying on the couch and binge watching your favorite Netflix show. Well, now,
1: the, good, <laughs> I have nothing
0: to add. And to you're topic. out. That is a form of rest, right? Like, and sometimes it's a nice form uh-huh. of rest that we have, but I think that's all we associate rest with. So when we're, when we're thinking in our minds, well, I have to make time to rest, what we're really associating a lot of times is I've gotta make time to lie down and do nothing, right? Mm -hmm. And when we're looking at rest, that's really just one small form of it. There are so many different forms of rest that we're gonna get into in a a minute too, but um, rest is a lot more than that, right? And so you hit the nail on the head earlier when you were talking about a Sabbath, and I I wanna hit on that a little bit more um, as we get into this, just because I think we live so much in a world that tells us that we always need to live on the go, right? Really, I mean, truthfully, and this is the way I operated for a long time. The more booked my schedule could be, the more, you know, really truly for me, I think it was like that I, I feel important then, you know, like I've got, I've got all of these things going on. I've, and then if it wasn't personal things for me, it was things for the kids. And so it's, it's balancing all of those things. And, um, you know, we're, we struggle with that. We struggle with having these really overbooked lives. And so I think, and we live in a world that tells us, like, if you slow down, that equals weakness. And, or
1: laziness.
0: And, and and or laziness. Exactly. The South laziness. Mm-hmm. And so I really hope this conversation today is gonna is gonna free, <laughs> free some people from these myths of like, I can't rest, you know, or I don't have time to rest. Or, you know, again, that going back to that guilt, that guilt um is such a plays such a big role for sure. So so I want to look at rest from a biblical perspective because I think we can't have this conversation unless we look at it from a true biblical perspective. And that is the fact that, and and I th- again, things that we know, but again, when we sometimes just to hear them in a different way, um, makes a different impact. But you know, God created rest. I mean, it was so important to Him. Literally, it's it, He created rest. And so, even when you're looking in your Bible, I mean, there are over seventy scriptures alone that reference just rest, and that's not even including you know, scriptures on peace, or God being our refuge, or a safe place for us to shelter, that's just strictly, you know, scripture referencing rest in some form, Mm -hmm. Um, and you think about all of the stories that we have, I mean, literally, you know, when when Elijah is done throwing down at at Mount Carmel, and he, you know, kind of gets to this place where he's desolate, and he's going, I don't want to do this anymore, and God tells him to do what? Lay down and take a nap. (laughs)
1: He doesn't bring brings it. the snacks. That's yes. The best is. part of that for God brings the
0: snack, bring a snack and take a nap. And so we see this, like, I mean, we see this throughout scripture, um, but it's, it's important that we rest. And it's like, you were saying, you were talking about Sabbath earlier, a Sabbath. If you've never heard that term before, a Sabbath is an appointed time of rest. That's that's really what that means. And so, I mean that that term is is all throughout as well. But we can really see that in the Old Testament. Um, you know, Exodus thirty one fourteen. It says what it says. Observe the Sabbath because it is holy to you. And so, creating that time for rest, creating that time for Sabbath, is important because it honors God. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier about setting aside that time. And even like you said, your granddad, I mean, that was, that was that time that was set aside for that rest. And, you know, looking at rest, and this is what I struggled with for so long. Um, but I, and that has really changed my life dramatically is looking at rest as a holy commitment. I mean, this is not again, like, well, I'm just going to lay down and do nothing. This is knowing that god designed us created us designed us to to need rest you know when he created us it wasn't like well here you're going to go 24 7 and 365 and do all these things i mean he created us with such intentionality and part of that is knowing our limitations and that we need to rest you know
1: Yeah, Uh, and I I think it even goes back, we can take it even further back in scripture and we look at Genesis 2, 1-3-3 and it Mm -hmm. says, thus the heavens and earth were finished and all the host of them and on the seventh day God finished his work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all his work he had done in creation. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, uh, Meredith Barnes says, "It's this This is one of those verses, it feels like it repeats itself, but it's really like you saying to your kid, clean up your toys, clean up your toys, mm-hmm. <laughs> clean mm-hmm. up your toys, because the kids, you know, they they yeah. ignore you, but he's, it's repeated because it's important, mm-hmm. and the idea that God, did God need rest? I don't know that God needed rest, but he sat down his power, mm-hmm. he stopped, mm-hmm. he ceased from creating yeah yeah and he and he acknowledged a time Mm -hmm. that was different yep
0: and that what you're saying that is so true and that is the point where I really came to such a realization of it it's more than just this physical rest. It is a place that I come to in my relationship with the Lord, where I cease striving. And I think that that is, that's what it is. And whatever that looks like, you know, for each of us that will look different. Um, you know, and so in in different seasons of our life that will look different, but it's like, you're saying it's that, it's that ceasing, um, Mm -hmm. It is that, and when we, even when we're looking at, um, you know, be still and know that I am God, that, that is that when you're looking at the, you know, original language, it's, it's your see you see striving, you know, and I think that's, what's so hard for us. And, and even like you look at Hebrews, you know, Hebrews four, um, I encourage anybody listening, just go read that chapter. The entire chapter is a reference on rest. Um, and, and really really what it's looking at is the Israelites disobedience in that (laughs) to the Lord. Um, but I, I, one of the verses that I just, I, I keep in mind and it's highlighted in my Bible is, is verse 11 in chapter four, because it says, let us then make every effort to enter into that rest so that no one will fall into the same pattern of disobedience. And, um, I know that might be sort of a foreign concept to to us in terms of thinking that when we're not resting, that would be disobedience to God. But when you look at not honoring that time with him, that's really what that is referencing to is that acknowledgement of who he is. And so, I mean, like you said, scripture is clearly stating it to us over and over again, but we have to make that effort to enter into that rest, you know, with him and and letting his presence refresh us and, and renew us. And, um, and just the, it's, you said it perfectly laying, laying it down, mm-hmm. laying it down.
1: And it's so, so hard. For lay us down to Problems. We can lay down our need for control. We can lay down our uh, to-do list. We can lay down lots of different things. And I, but I think that one of the things that we all struggle with is that anxiety mm-hmm. of, of, if I'm still with my thoughts, my thoughts go crazy, and so I just wanted to touch on that for just a second. If yeah. I could, oh yeah, this is, a, this is a real struggle for me. It's a real struggle for my daughter, and um, I I found a, a really a good resource um, by Lindsay Wildly, uh, and you can find her at uh, Lindsay L I N S E Y Wildly and uh, she talks about this. Um, this need for, for soul tending, Mm -hmm. and uh, she, she talks it about, she talks, she names it, um, let's see, the path of descent, um, which was the framework of Christ's life, and is a model for us that nurtures greater trust and attachment to God, and so the first part of that is name what is, so when you're, when your brain is rushing, 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 even when you find your body at rest, Think about the words of Matthew 26, 38, that Jesus said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow. What is overwhelming your soul? Name it. What are you thinking about in this moment? Scan your head. What are you thinking about? Scan your heart. What are you feeling in this moment? And then scan your body. How does it feel? Do you feel yourself tensed up? Do you, are you revved up, restricted, or are you relaxed? So do you need to have a conversation with God about these things that you just named? You know, what what a, is it that's on your plate that you can't let go long enough to breathe? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And then the second thing is be with what is. And then she referenced Matthew 26, 38 B. And she said, and he Jesus looks at his disciples and says, stay here and keep watch with me. And she says, it's one thing to name what is and an entirely different thing to be with what is being involves validation pres- presence and compassion how can you validate your own experience and emotions today you know it's so many times we fight against the feelings that we have we mm-hmm. say i shouldn't have that feeling or or that's such a selfish feeling but just being just saying okay this is how i feel why do i feel this way okay maybe maybe it's all in my head but this is how I am feeling mm-hmm. and sometimes that that part means reaching out to another person to be a listening ear for you yeah and to, to help you walk through what is and then the third part is let go of what isn't and then in twenty six thirty nine, Matthew 26 39 yet not as I will but as you will Mm -hmm. yet not my will but your will be done is what Jesus says when he's praying to God and it says once you have named and been with what is take some time to let go of those sensations emotions sometimes hopes and expectations and you just literally say God I let go of my whatever it is you want but in its place Lord I open myself up to what you have for me today yeah So I'm going to let go of what isn't. I'm going to recognize what is, what is in my life. And then I'm going to let go of the things that um, aren't healthy and and that I know that God needs to take control over. And and maybe God just needs to give me a completely different thing. And I think when we go through that process, sometimes it's a, a reset. That
0: is, that's some good stuff. I mean, that soul tending, that... I love that article. I love what she says in there. And that's so true. I mean, and when we want to look at the model for rest, we, we can look straight to Jesus, right? Jesus right. understood the importance of rest. I mean, when you look at even the way that he ministered and the fact that he would withdraw often from even his own disciples to go away and have, and have time with the father, time to rejuvenate, time to pray, you know, so that he could be, uh, you know, renewed really to go and serve the next group that he was going to serve. I mean, he, he modeled so much of what rest really looks like for us, you know, so we know that rest is important to us. We've looked at, you know, why it's important. We know it's, it's, it's God honoring truly to rest and to have that Sabbath time. But I think let's look at how do we do it, right? So we know we, we know we need to rest. We know it's important for us, but what does it actually look like? in our everyday lives when we do have these overbooked schedules and overbooked lives and so let's talk about some different types of rest now um, because this is really I think important for us to give some practical you know some practical Mm -hmm. uh, take a practical look at what does this look like in our everyday lives and so um, I'm going to put this uh, link well and we'll link all these resources that we're sharing in the show notes but one book that I highly recommend um, for anybody to check out is a book called Sacred Rest by Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith. Um, she's a medical doctor, but she and she looks at in her book, she looks at rest not only from a medical perspective, but she breaks it down into um, various types of rest. Um, you know, everything from, of course, physical rest, mental rest to social media rest, creative rest. Um, you know, emotional rest, all of these things. And so, you know, we won't have time to go into necessarily all of these forms, but I highly recommend picking her book up as a resource. It is a fantastic book. Um, Some of it for me was just so truly life-changing in the way that I was looking at rest. And so I thought for the sake of of our time today, we'll look at four main ones, which are physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And so- Mm -hmm. I guess, we'll, let's start with the obvious, which is physical, right? Because I feel like that's probably the most obvious form um, of rest that we are, that we're used to, that we are um, used to thinking about when it comes to rest. And so I think what we were talking about earlier is that we often think that sleep equals rest, right? That, that sleep is the only form of physical rest that our bodies need. One of the things that Dr. Sandra says in her book, she says that sleep is actually our body's response to rest. And that really was like an Mm -hmm. aha moment for me. So it's like when we're sleeping, it's actually our body's response to how rested we are. And I had never thought of it like that. When you're thinking about physical rest, and I know for you, you are a runner. Um, Mm -hmm. God bless your soul (laughs) for enjoying that. Yeah, but remember that's
1: new for me. That's new. That's a change. (laughs) It is. I used activity. to be, I was, I used to be the person you were, if I'm running, you run in the same direction, like, cause something's coming. Like that's me. <laughs> something's chasing you. Um, yep.
0: but that I think is, is a good form. And now, and, and I think that this is the thing when we're going to say some of these things, you might think, well, that's not physical rest, but I want you to think in your mindset, as you're listening to this physical rest is an activity that restores your body. It's a physical activity mm-hmm. that restores your body. So, um, you know, for Becca, running and I know I know that, that can be running in itself is hard on your body um but I've heard you even mentioned before that it makes you feel like you're restored in some ways right like um, yeah and it kind of it gives you this new outlook you know
1: <laughs> well it's it is it is, and I would say that probably any form of physical activity um exercise like for me it needs to be exercise but um with the running nobody can catch me like not that anybody's trying but my mm-hmm. kids aren't going to come bother me when i'm running but it's also a time of just being alone with my thoughts it's a time that i pray um it it helps with my anxiety i'm able to set some things down like and just finally say okay enough enough of that you know uh because i can work it out like in 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 the being physical. And so for me, when I get done, it is a good tired and I do sleep better now Mm -hmm. because, um, I work, I work my way through a lot of the things that I'm going through. Mm -hmm. I think that that is so important to mention too. And so,
0: yeah, when you're thinking of physical rest, um, think about what this might look like for you. So that is, running for her. Uh, It can be stretching, it can be doing, um, you know, some yoga exercises, it can be going for a walk, it can be breathing exercises, which you were just talking about. Breathing exercises for me were really instrumental. um, When I was really battling in in the thick of battling panic attacks, Um, breathing exercises were really a go to for me because it was a way of, of not only calming my physical body, but mentally as well. Um, I mean taking a hot bath is a great way to physically rest your body. Um, no, amen. ma'am,
1: no thank you, no ma'am. Oh, that not is, even a that hot is bath? people soup. That is people soup. That's gross. <laughs> even if you light a candle and
0: <laughs> you have a no. some soft
1: music. <laughs> oh, no. you're just like increasing the idea that you're cooking yourself and making people soup. It's terrible. <laughs> see, see, and this is why I say to each his own rest
0: is going to look differently for every one of us because the idea of taking a hot bath I'm like yes ma'am sign me up what time should I should I schedule I, can, this? I mean I don't have
1: one of those super deep bathtubs either so I can yeah. never get myself yeah. like fully immersed yes. I'm just like yeah, yeah no I just
0: yeah I uh, hear you I no hear if you. you
1: tell your kid not to drink the bath water then why are you laying in it okay <laughs> that's all I gotta say
0: because it's relaxing (laughs) okay (laughs) but so yeah anyway taking a hot bath is 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 a good one um playing a musical instrument like and if you play piano you play guitar like um you know going outside and spending time in nature I mean there there are so many different forms of physical rest and just you know think about as we're going through some of these examples what this is going to look like um for you um you know if you like hot baths don't don't take the hate from her really (laughs) You enjoy your hot bath at the end of, at the end of the evening with your candles. You
1: marinate to it.
0: (laughs) But yeah, but think about what does this look like for you? So in your own life, what does a physical rest look like? And so for some of you, it really may be having a time alone, um, you know, to rest, to sleep, but for some of you, this is going to look differently and it may, it may take on some of these other forms that we're talking about. And again, there's so many other forms of this. This are, these are just a few examples.
1: And it may be, it may be, um, paying attention to a side of yourself that you have, uh, put aside. Like for me, um, when I, the other day I was making a huge wreath for our, um, Carolina women, um, Mm-hmm. event um and the making of that wreath I mean it was an eight foot wreath it, it, like Amy came out and she was like this you know it it, it looks you know really complicated really hard you know but I, I said this is this is good soul time for me this is when I'm making and creating yep um it is is much the same process as running And if running just doesn't have the mess, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: you know, it is, if, if that's something, if you are a creative person and you have silenced that part of yourself for a long time or put it aside, I mean, get out, get out those markers, get out, get out the clay, get out whatever it is that you enjoy doing, um, and bring God into that, you know, uh, bring God into the creativity because we worship a creative God. Yes. Um, for heaven's sakes so if anybody tells you that that's not true look at genesis mm-hmm. he created everything and then he sat back and he said it's good yep yep so
0: and that, sit that back is, and say it's good when you're done yes and that that's it and that and that is actually a good segue into mental rest because when you are doing something like that painting creating crafting um that is a form of both it's mental and it is physical because it's like you're saying you're working through things um and yet you're 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 moving your hands you're moving your body um so that's that's a great segue into mental rest now mental rest if i had to pick one mental rest is going to be the one i probably struggle with the most and i think you've even you know talked about so much of it even um you know within your own life um mental rest is hard mental rest the way that i kind of describe it is um you know, it's, it's not only anxiety, but it's almost feeling like sometimes your brain is just in a fog. Like, um, you have trouble winding down to go to sleep at night. This is a big one for me. Um, you struggle to really keep focused, like, uh, doing, you know, we call them squirrel moments. You're doing something and Mm -hmm. it's just, Oh, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, my, my eight year old daughter will tell me it feels like I can't turn my brain off. And that's, that's Mm -hmm. what it feels like a lot of times. It's this, this constant, no matter what, even if you are physically resting, your mind is constantly going, okay? That's Mm -hmm. how, that's a good indicator of needing mental rest. So um, Becca already mentioned like crafting, painting, doing something like that. Those are great forms of mental rest. Um, Reading is such a good way to mentally rest, letting yourself get immersed um, in a book. Um, And then taking a break from technology, from emails, from social media, and or setting boundaries and time limits with those things. Um, This is for me, one of the indicators that I always know. Um, And I'm in just full transparency, this is sort of where I'm at in this season of, of rest for me. I always know when I need some mental rest if late at night I'm trying to tell myself I'm winding down by scrolling on my phone, um, when in actuality mm-hmm. that's not mental rest, right? I, it's like a placebo effect, really, is what it is. Because we mm-hmm. we feel like we're, we're we feel like we're resting, because all we're doing is mindlessly scrolling um, mm-hmm. on sh- you know on social media or we're shopping or you know we're reading the news headlines or whatever that you know whatever it is. Um, and so I can always tell when I'm getting to a point where I need to mentally rest when I'm using that as a tool to wind my brain down, because I'm not winding my brain down by that. I'm definitely not winding my brain by scrolling on social media and reading the news headlines. So, (laughs) you know, it's like a fake placebo effect that we give ourselves where we think, well, this makes me sleepy, but it's not real, it's not real rest, right? It's it's that placebo effect where we feel like we need that. So sometimes we have to put those boundaries in place with things like social media, emails, things like that.
1: well, how do you know how, and, and when some people might say, well, how do I know that, how do I know that I, I need that? How do I know, like, maybe I'm just a multitasker, you know, like there's a, there's a lot of excuses. And so I think um, an evaluating tool for knowing whether or not you need that mental, mental rest. And it, like you said, like not sleeping, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But there's, there's one that you can do in the moment. And this is from Meredith Thorns as well. And I'm just going to walk us through it just quickly. hmm So stop right now, close your eyes, sit back and take a deep breath. How do you feel? Do you feel relaxed and present? Or do you feel anxious or worried? Or are you ready to move on? Is this exercise even now just another item on your to-do list for today? Take an inventory of your body tension, your posture. Is your mind having slow? Is your mind ha- having trouble slowing down? Does quiet make you angry or irritated? I suspect you know if you're doing a good job at self-care. It will be evident in your mind and body posture when you st- simply slow down, stop, and take notice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yep. Ooh, when somebody, yeah, the, the, the yes. your brain go crazy when you have to stop. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that, that is,
0: um, even walking through that, that is the hardest thing for me. And especially when I was in the throes of, you know, just feeling panic and stuff all the time, that the stillness of being alone with my thoughts and my own brain and and working through that was the hardest thing. And I still struggle with that. Not, it's not on the same you know, it's gotten better. It's the level is not to the same extreme, but yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that is, that's a fantastic tool to when we're taking a self inventory of ourselves. Um, and, and I think going into like, we're so guilty a lot of times of just moving right into the next task. Mm-hmm. You know, we finish one thing, we go right on to the next Um mm-hmm. And, and therefore we, you know, we're, that's how we're often left feeling drained because we're not doing what you even just did, just walking through and just taking, taking a breath and taking a, mm-hmm. a second to go, how am I feeling in this moment? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, I love that. Just really quickly, a couple quick things that have helped me in terms of mental rest. Um, just because unfortunately I have a lot of experience with it. Um, But eliminating activities that you do not find value in or that that are draining to you. So thinking about things, and and this is really hard for us because I think a lot of times we want to say, well, everything is important. But really looking (laughs) at are the things that we are doing, are they life-giving to us or are they draining to us? Is this something that you dread all the time doing? Um, So looking at ways to eliminate activities that are are pulling that mental rest from you in that time working in time blocks because I, because of this mental unrest that we feel and we you know like we said we call them those squirrel moments or we have a hard time focusing um, a lot of times what I would do especially in the beginning of sort of my journey with all of this was I put myself on a timer and I'd say, well, I'm going to answer 20, you know, I'm going to put my you know timer on for 20 minutes. I'm going to answer emails and then I'm going to go do something else just to, because helping for someone who does struggle with, um, and everybody's anxiety is different. So I'm just speaking for me, but for someone who does struggle with wanting to check off something on a to-do list, because that is like, that helps the anxiety or that helps that mental unrest, um, being able to work in those time blocks can be helpful sometimes. And along with that, just doing, doing hard things or things that you like just really, really dread first thing in the morning, because a lot of times, I mean, it can be something even for the kids. I think, well, I've got to call and make that daughter's appointment or that dentist appointment, or, um, you know, I've got to, you know, call and take care of this or email the teacher about this. And it can be, you know, it doesn't have to be something that's so dreadful, but it just, those little things that add up where we, um, you know the, those things that were like oh god i don't want to deal with that you know <laughs> but mm-hmm. but going ahead and knocking those things off first thing in the morning if possible it really does help with that mental unrest because you're allowing yourself to prioritize things and and then you're able to focus on some different things and
1: procrastinating and uh, and not dealing with mm-hmm. the things takes emotional effort too, yes. you know, like <laughs> yep. the avoidance
0: yes. takes effort. Yes. And that is a, I think that's a perfect segue into talking about emotional rest because that is so true. And what I loved, um, and Dr. Sandra says this in her book. And I, when I read it, I thought, my gosh, that is so true. When we look at emotional rest, um, you know, what she said was, she said, each interaction with someone is giving a bit of ourselves. And so when we, when our emotional withdrawals exceed our emotional capacity, that's when we experience emotional fatigue. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so profound. And it makes so much sense because you think about, you know, and I wonder how many of this, you know, how this is true for so many listening, you know, when you're constantly in a state of pouring yourself out to others, you know, you're doing things with your churches, with your families, with your friends. And at the end of the day, you are just spent. And you can't take one more thing, right? And it's it's why when we are in an emotionally unbalanced place and we are not resting, mm-hmm. it's we're more likely to make decisions from an unbalanced emotional place. And so what I mean by that is, or it might it's why the slightest thing might set us off or irritate us or we get short with people when we don't mean to. It's why we get aggravated when we have to you know open yet another capri sun or when we tell our kids yes, if all you don't that. pick. Can
1: you get so all that? If If you cannot, yes, and you find yourself screaming
0: over snacks, yes. And if I have to tell you again where your shoes go that are not in my living room, in the middle of the floor, but in your closet, but it's why it's why we do that. It's why we snap, or why even in traffic, you know, somebody cuts us off, and as irritating as that is, it's it's is why it creates this reaction of us of having this short fuse. It's because emotionally we are tapped out, and so when these little type of things happen in our lives it really does set us off because we're we're in an unbalanced place emotionally. And so, you know, one thing I will say, you know, emotions are not bad. Emotions are good. God created emotions, he gave them to us for a reason. Um, you know, the way that I like to describe it even with my girls is I'll say, you know, emotions have a seat on your bus, but they are not allowed to drive your bus, right? So, a lot of times we are operating from a place where we are letting our emotions drive our buses, right? But emotional mm-hmm. rest when we're looking at that emotional rest is allowing us to stop and to pause that's what you were just talking about stopping and pausing processing what we are feeling and i think a lot of times especially in today's world when you know so much is happening around us we can hardly even process one event before another is happening and just and then you look at even in our own personal lives the things that we are battling or struggling with or you know things that are going on and then we wonder why we are so worn out but it's because we don't even we don't ever allow ourselves the, the place and the time to emotionally process what is happening
1: to us, right? Or around us. I would say like this morning, one of the things that I have recognized about myself is um, because it's easier, I allow myself to be an overfunctioner with my kids, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that we all do that to a certain extent, but if I'm going to do that, why does it make me mad? And so this morning I had to stop myself because Josie, she wears uniforms at her school. And she's like, mom, do I have any white polos? And I was, I was about to run in there and, and see if she had any white polos. And I look and she was laying on the rug on the floor and hadn't even looked herself. And I was <laughs> like, you know, I wanted to rage out at that moment, you know, because Jesus had some righteous rage, you know, like he tore up a temple. <laughs> court yard or two and I I wanted to tear up the temple courts at that point but I just stopped and I said okay I'm not going to look until you do Mm -hmm. so you know it was just that that pause that I Mm -hmm. needed I needed that just that moment of just recognizing that feeling yeah and letting it go somewhere else you know but and that and that's it and that's
0: and I think a lot of times what happens is we don't even realize that until after that moment has happened and we have snapped or we've got, we've gotten short or we, you know, all of a sudden we're crying for no reason. We, we, we don't even know why we're crying, but it's just because we're not processing our emotions. And so, um, you know, so it's, it's coming from this, this place of being emotionally, um, you know, not, not resting and not allowing mm-hmm. ourselves that process. And yes, yes that is a hundred percent. Um, so things really quickly that we'll go through that, uh, And this is, again, just things that have helped me personally, but I I know may be helpful for you that are listening too, um, is setting boundaries. And I mean that in terms of time commitments, um, setting boundaries of what you will and you will not add to your plate. Um, You know, sometimes it's relational boundaries with other people that are needed for a time or a season um, just to be able to process things or to heal from something. Um, You know, but, but setting boundaries with things and asking yourself what, what can I handle right now? What is my capacity? Um, You know, and along with that, evaluating what is on your plate already. And, you know, I want to, I want to make myself a little sign because I I still need this as a, I I call myself a recovering people pleaser, but I mean, I I still struggle with that a lot is that no is not a dirty word, right? Like we, we associated it with it so much as that. Um, But when you're saying yes to something, Ask yourself why you are saying yes, and this is one of the things really that has been so monumental for me, just in my in my healing, um, you know, from anxiety and panic. Is just looking at why am I saying yes to something? Am I saying yes to something because I really want to do it, um, because I have the time to do it, because I have the capacity to do it, um, or am I saying yes because I feel guilty for saying no, mm-hmm. right? Or you know, it, do I fear what other people may think? um mm-hmm. so saying saying no and and you know i say and i think and i've heard you say this too like have your no mean no and your yes mean yes right so mm-hmm. um and it could be something like you know somebody comes to you and says hey can you coordinate team snack for the upcoming season of like baseball or soccer or whatever it is and sure that might sound like that's not that big of a time commitment but if you're already maxed out and you're already mm-hmm. doing you know other things for other kids, or, you know, you, you've already signed up to do such and such at school or, or whatever this looks like for you. And, you know, or you're in a season where, you know, things are piling on at work and you don't want to have to worry about team snack. You know, you don't want to have to worry about being the one who coordinates all that. Have your no mean no, um, and your yes really mean yes. And so really evaluating what's on your plate, what you can handle. Uh, every family is different. Every person is different. You know, I think a lot of times when we look at, um, you know, look at this in terms of what we can give. Um, everybody's season of life is different, right? So mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to go into a completely different season of life, back to life with a newborn and a baby, and and that's going to make my yes for things look really differently than it did even a, a year or two ago, right? So, you know, not not comparing your season to somebody else's because you think. I know I keep using this example of team snack, but maybe the mom that is volunteering to do that is in a different season of life and she can handle that right now. So that's Mm -hmm. great. Let her handle it. Right. Don't feel like you have to, um, you know, you have to be in a certain place, um, really evaluate what's on your plate. And if you can do it and be honest with yourself for years, I did this. I piled on, piled on, piled on, piled on. And my husband, my mom, people around me were like, what are you doing? You're like, you like, you, you can't do all this. And I, I mean, I'm like, sure, sure I can, sure I can. No, I really couldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I should have listened to them a long time ago. Um, and I think sometimes we
1: don't even re- recognize it until it's, it's too late, right? And I think another important part of that is saying, like I, I, I kind of touched on this earlier, am I doing this because I want to control this? or am I doing this because this is what I need to and want to do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because there are lots of people who can plan the snacks, you know, but if you're doing it because you think you can do the snacks better and it needs to be, the snacks need to be done your way and it'll irritate you all season because, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't have the certain kind of Capri Suns mm-hmm. all season. That's a different thing. And you, you've got to do some yeah. soul work there and say, you know, my no gets to be somebody else's yes. And maybe yes. that somebody else needs that yes in their life.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I could not agree more. Um, and, then, and then lastly, just, you know, do you have a group of people that you can be yourself around? I think this is really important, whether this is family, whether this is a friend group, it's a small group at church. I mean, whatever this looks like, I think it's really important that um, and helpful when we can have people that we can really be ourselves around and really be mm-hmm. honest about, you know, I'm in a season of struggling with this or, um, you know, just that you can be authentic and really vulnerable with, and, you know, especially in, in those hard times and, and and times where you are feeling more emotional sort of unrest about things, Uh, you know, just being able to have, um, Mm -hmm. have, have a friend or have somebody that you can really, you know, confide in and, and have that, um, that really authentic relationship where you can be yourself. I think that's really, Mm -hmm. you know, important for that too. So, um. And emotional rest, listen, emotional rest, it's like we were just saying, it can be really challenging because it's not always immediately identified. You know, it's not until after we snap or after we are all of a sudden crying because somebody's asked us to do one more thing. Um, we're not always immediately aware of it. And so I think we have to be really, really intentional about checking in with ourselves. Um, just like you were saying, do do some soul work, do some evaluation um, about what's really going on.
1: Mm-hmm. So.
0: All right. Spiritual rest. Let's look at this. Lastly, um, we could, we could literally talk about this all day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so easy to talk about all day, but let's look really quickly at spiritual rest because again, I think spiritual rest can be one of those things that's really hard to identify because we're not always aware, um, immediately that that's what we're in need of, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at spiritual rest as a place to take, um, or really to make space for that to make space for your brokenness right to make Uh space for the times when your soul is so weary um you know for us as believers this is you know acknowledging that we're sinners in need of god's abundant grace and that we we Uh fall so short um and that we need a place to take our grief and our doubts our questions and um and allow god to you know renew us replenish us restore us um and have that time for healing and so just some ways that you might uh you might need spiritual rest if you, um, and again, these, these these couple that I'm going to share have come from Dr. Sandra's book and Sacred Rest, um, but she talks about how if you've lost your sense of hope, right, you're feeling really helpless, you're feeling trapped, you're feeling defeated, um, you feel far away from God or you have a hard time, you know, connecting with him, um, you are experiencing depression and hopelessness. And then you don't feel any uh, any sense of accomplishment or you lack satisfaction in what you're doing. So those are are some, um, you know, sort of ways to identify is, is spiritual rest needed in, in my life right now. Mm-hmm. So just like with everything else, there's tons of ways to do this, right? There's prayer, right? Prayer is so essential. Um, and I always think if, if it's been a while since you talk with God, just say that, you know, go to him and say, listen, God, it's been a while and he is going to meet you with open arms there's gonna he's not gonna he's not gonna say oh you decided to show up today Mm -hmm. you're not gonna feel an ounce of that from him right it's 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 welcome and open arms um just talking with him like you would like you would a friend um journaling like are you a
1: big journaler do you journal i'm not and i think maybe it's because i haven't really Uh, Before I saw what Cheryl does with her her journaling, Uh, Cheryl is um, a lady that that works with us, and um, she is very creative, although she does the accounts and all of that, she has this very creative side of her as well, Mm -hmm. and that comes out in her Bible journaling, and it is art, and I was like, I've always been like, I just hate hated write diary or any journaling mm-hmm. because I was like oh it's just so much me and I just like am over myself you know <laughs> yeah yeah and it's not everybody it's not
0: everybody's thing that's the thing I mean I think I think you either really you, you enjoy it or something that you're kind of like yeah I can take it or leave it you know um but yes journaling in any in any capacity bible journaling prayer journaling I mean all of that kind of stuff um you know is, is a great way to spiritually rest um worship you know, through music, through through writing,
1: um, through creating something in some way. Um, if your soul does not feel lifted when you listen to Lauren Daigle, yeah. then you may not have one. This is all I'm going to say there. Or insert your worship band of choice, right? No, just insert Lauren Daigle. Oh, just Lauren, okay. <laughs>
0: um, One of the things that I, that I would do um, when I was really in the, you know, in the thick of, of you know, panic attacks and all of that is that I started setting aside a time every day that was separate from my prayer time. That was just for praising God. It was just for thinking about, um, you know, like a characteristic of of him, like his goodness or his mercy or, Mm -hmm. you know, the way he created nature, Um, you know, it can be anything. Um, But just looking at that and taking to having that separate time where, because I think a lot of times when we're going, you know, into our prayer time, we're going in with, you know, okay, God, you know, be with this person or, you know, this person's having surgery. We're, we're coming with our request, right? A lot of times, mm-hmm. but, but having that time set aside where it's just you, um, giving him the glory for who he is and, and really meditating on that. That to me was so helpful in, um, in, in spiritual rest, but to that mental rest of just breathing and knowing who really is in control of things. Um,
1: what is it? Anne Lamont says that the, the book that she has was, um, thanks please wow mm-hmm. come to god with your thanks then you come to god with your please and then you come to god with you are reminding ourselves of all that god is that yeah. he is bigger than us like because i think that also often we we, we think of god in terms of a friend in which god is our friend uh god wants to hear our troubles um but we we forget that the big god aspect yeah. the god that is uh, yeah and i talked to the kids at church about this is omniscient and omnipresent mm-hmm. and uh, was at the beginning and at the end and is with us in our struggle yes. now and will, will be with us in our joy later um just acknowledging that that we serve a wow god mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yes yeah and that there there is no one more mighty right there there is the, the, the power. I mean, we, we put such a limitation, right? We put him in such a box of, of what he is. And so knowing um, that, that that is just, that's the God we serve. Yes. I I love that. Um, You know, practicing communion by yourself taking you know again taking part in that reflection time um, between you and jesus you know what he's done for mm-hmm. you um you know watching for unconfessed sin again this is really hard but um looking at looking at areas of your life where you've got some unconfessed sin happening or some um you know even some places that we have god blocked you know where we think mm-hmm. well i'm not i'm not going to let god access that part of my heart um i'm going to mm-hmm. keep him at arm's length or whatever watching for those areas um in regards to that, that affecting really, um, you know, spiritual development.
1: We, we really can, um, go through a season, I think, and I, I've been in, I've been in this. I mean, this is a place that I've walked and danced around in is, um, is, is operating in life, uh in a crushed spirit, mm-hmm. you know, um, Proverbs seventeen twenty two says a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones Mm -hmm. so when we are when we are operating out of a place of hurt when we're operating out of a place of abandonment when we're operating out of a place of anger it literally spiritually does the equivalent of drying up the bones and that means when your bones are dry there's nothing left to give. Mm -hmm. there's nothing there is no life in that yeah and um we just have to be really careful about that that that's one of those things that we let go of what isn't Mm-hmm. you know, that we let go of, of this is how I would like for things to be. And I would like for God to smite this person really extra hard today. <laughs> but the reality is that at this time, this person or this situation is having the victory, but we know who has the victory in the mm-hmm. end mm-hmm. and yeah, finding rest in that. Yes. And God is so tender to us in, in our seasons
0: of life. And that, that's it. like, you know, it, it, and it's like you say when, when you're experiencing these really difficult times, when, when you are, you know, so fresh in grief, so fresh in hurt, so fresh, you know, just all, I mean, God is so tender to us and it's, you know, that's important for us to remember that, you know, he, it's not an expectation, you know, I mean, that he's, he's expecting us to be one way or the other. He wants us to come, you know, just fully surrendered to him, um, And, and that in return is that that's creating that spiritual rest, right? It's just that, that ultimate surrender. Um, yeah, I mean, that's super important to remember. Uh, Lastly, I will say this, and, and this really goes, this goes for anybody. Um, but I think if you are someone who has a family, you've got kids at home, this is especially something that you could even do as a family. Um, but again, this is applicable to anybody. And that is going back to what we were talking about in the beginning about a Sabbath rest and preparing Mm -hmm. for a Sabbath rest. Um, I, you know, for the longest time, did not incorporate a Sabbath into, you know, my my weekly routine. It just it just wasn't there. Um, you know, I was too busy. I didn't have time for that. Um, and uh-huh. so, until until I was, until all of a sudden, I needed it. Um, and it's such a life giving thing. And so, I'll get I'll just give the example of, um, and I just did this this past this past weekend. Um, if I know that I want to rest on a Sunday and that might be different, that might mean we, you know, take a walk as a family. It might mean we, you know, after church, cuddle up, watch a family movie, it, you know, whatever mm-hmm. this looks like, you know, in, in your life, this always looks different for me. But if I know I want to rest and I want a Sabbath on that Sunday, I want to have that time. I will prepare ahead of time for that. So mm-hmm. what that means is, you know, I'm going to do this to the best of my ability. It's not always perfect and it doesn't always happen, but I'm going to go ahead and do laundry. I'm gonna get my grocery shopping done. I'm gonna get, you know, things laid out for school that need to be prepared for Monday so that I am not sitting there worrying about, oh, I've got to get this. Oh, I gotta go put a load of clothes in. Oh, I really got to go to the grocery store and pick this up. You know, as best we can. You know, life happens and and this mm-hmm. this is this is hard, but you can actually do this as a family. Um, you know, you can incorporate the this principle of pre-planning ahead for a Sabbath because a Sabbath just like with anything just like prayer just like reading our Bibles rest is a spiritual commitment Mm -hmm. and and rest is a spiritual discipline Um, and so we have to make time for it we have to prepare for that ahead of time and so um, I ask myself every week what day do I want to try to Sabbath? And again, I don't, I don't always Sabbath for a full day. You know, sometimes it's a couple hours. Sometimes it's, you know, a short time. Sometimes it's as a family, sometimes it's by myself. Um, But what do I need to prepare ahead of time for that Sabbath? And so, you know, you can do this in your own life. What does that look like for you? What does this look like for your family Mm -hmm. to Sabbath? I will link in the show notes, an Instagram account that I follow Um, That is, is Shereen Eldridge. She is, and I I think that, I think I'm saying that right. Um, But I will link it in the show notes for anybody that happens to be on Instagram, because she uh, is a fantastic resource that I have found for um, family Sabbath in in terms of like, how do you talk to your kids about Sabbath? How do you incorporate this as a family? What does this look like? Um, So I'll link that in there um, in in the show notes as well. But, but looking at that, looking at the time that you have to make for your Sabbath rest, um, you you're going to have to lay some things down, you know, in order to do it. Every time I do it, I still fight the, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Oh, really? I needed it. That is, mm-hmm. I don't think ever going to go away because that is, that's the world that we, <laughs> we live in. That's, that's the fallen world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, but knowing I've got to make that time, um, you know, it's rest is not something, you know, that we do, just so that we can go out and do more things, right, we, we talked about that in the beginning, yeah. rest, rest is something that is holy, it enriches your life, it enriches your faith walk, um, and it's not an overnight change, you know, I mean, it's really not, I mean, I think a lot of times we, we, we do that, we think, well, you know, I'm going to start putting these principles into place in my life, and everything's going to change, and, and, and yes, to a certain extent, but it also takes, Effort, right? It also takes, and there time. are some
1: small things that you can put into place uh, that I think are kind of effective immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like for me, um, something that, that, that helped change how I thought about God was practicing mindfulness. And some people say that's mm-hmm. new, age. but when you apply mindfulness to God's presence, and that is seeking out God's presence wherever you are. So for me, that might be in the moment that I'm washing my hands and Mm -hmm. I'm feeling that water on my hands. I thank God for the water and I, and I thank God that he is the living water. Yes. It's as simple as that for as long as it takes me to wash my hands, Mm -hmm. um, it's bringing God and the presence back into the moment. And Mm -hmm. I think so much because of our rushing, we don't bring God into the, into our moments. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a part of spiritual healing. And also knowing that when we realize really and and these are these are um this is another one of the meredith barnes ideas is that our the best thing that we can achieve or the worst failure that we have does not change our salvation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that frees us up to not strive spiritually that that's because there's a difference between working and and planning and setting goals and just striving when you don't rest in the moment and 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 allow yourself to be free to rest in your salvation Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's that's super important no matter our best thing nor our worst thing yeah uh, affects our salvation yes that that
0: is that is so good and I think that's such a good thing to wrap up on and 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 look at and so I just I want to you know challenge each of you that are listening to this today to, to start shifting your mindset to really looking at rest um, as a form of worship. It's it's an intentional time to connect with God to let His presence replenish you. It's just like, you know, uh, what Becca was just saying, and that and that you know you got to find what restores you. You know, it's going to depend on what type of rest you need. Is is going to depend on what season of life you're in and what you're dealing with in the moment and um, and, and, you know, where you're at with things. And so really being gracious to yourself to figure, to figure all of that out and, and know that it's ever changing. And Mm -hmm. the the last little piece of encouragement I will give you is that there, there's always going to be something that needs to be done. There is always going to be things that are going to be on your to-do list or, you know, people that need caring for, there's going to be responsibilities that need attending to. um, I,
1: I think that people don't realize this. And I think moms need to realize this that your laundry basket is actually the same basket as the loaves and fishes. It just mm-hmm. keeps, keeps multiplying. <laughs> that it
0: does. Yes, ma'am. That That's it. I mean, and I think that's the sooner that we can really realize and, and work with that in our lives to know that someone's always going to need something. There's always going to be something that needs attending to. Um, but this time is a time about intentionally laying those things down. Like you were saying, just, to rest your heart, to rest your mind, to rest your body um, so that we can go and serve God and the people around us in, in a better way and not, you know, pouring from such an empty place all the time. Um, it's, it's, just, it's just so important. The world around us is, is always going to be restless. It, it's about us taking that time to sit with the, the only one really who is our lasting refuge and our strength and, and trusting that and giving that time to the Lord, he's going to sustain you, you know?
1: yeah. Jesus is our resting place.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, friends, we really hope this discussion has been encouraging to you. And um, if anything, maybe has inspired you to take a little bit of time um, here in the next days or, or weeks to really start looking at what does rest look like for you and remembering um, just that you are worthy of rest. You are mm-hmm. absolutely worthy of a time of rest um, and being restored. And so, um, know that even for the two of us, even as we speak about it, we still struggle with it. We still we still have to remind ourselves of the very same things. Um, and we are miles wide different in how we we, mm-hmm. we do rest. Yes, yes, and that that is the beautiful thing about it is you know because God is so innovative and creative and designed us also differently this is going to look like um you know look differently for all of us Um, but the beautiful thing is that it all brings us to the same place and that is into his presence um you know where we want to be and so we hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day a restful at some point restful part of your day and um, we will catch you on the next episode of beyond the moment bye everybody